Welcome to the Lovability Podcast. My name is Jennifer Stiers, and I'm here to talk love, relationships, sex, marriage, and everything in between. Good afternoon. Happy Friday. Welcome to the Lovability Show. Uh, you know who I am, so I don't have to say my name, but uh, great to see you guys. Uh, it is still a, a fiery, almost 100 degrees here in Dallas, uh, mid-September. So uh, if you're wondering why it's fall and I'm dressed like it's summer, because it's still summer in Texas. So uh, hopefully uh, soon enough we'll get a break. Hey, Jamie. Hey, Cindy. Two of my favorite people. You two need to meet. Um, okay. So, uh, hey, Brent. Good to see you. A friend from, lived, moved to Florida. So, uh, so all right. Welcome, everybody, to the show. Uh, so, you know, it's always fun, always thinking of content. Like, you know, you, I'm sure I recycle a lot of the same content, but that's okay. Present it in a different way. And, um, and always new material because uh, you guys are dating and telling me stories. So I'm always getting new material. Uh, all right. So, uh, so I'm just going to kind of roll in here. So today I want to talk about the top 12 dating tips. I may have more than that. It was going to be 10 and then it was like more than 10. So I was like, I'll just go with 12 and then see what happens. Uh, I tend to spurt out uh, a couple before I get to them. So I, uh, I like to talk if you haven't noticed. Uh, so we'll just, uh, we'll just go until, uh, until my guest comes in to join me at the end of the show. Uh, Miss Karen's here. Okay. So let's talk love relationships, dating, and, uh, what you're doing out there, uh, what's right, what's wrong, where you can modify, make, uh, some adjustments to get better at it. Uh, so the very first thing, which is, should always be the first thing when, when it comes to dating as a general rule, you should look at yourself first, right? So in the common denominator of all of your relationships, you are the common denominator. Uh, you chose the people that you dated. You dated, you dated them. You stayed in a relationship, even sometimes when they were toxic. Uh, you have patterns that you need to look at. And I... I'm not amazed anymore, but I used to be amazed at how often people would say, you know, gosh, I keep finding unavailable people. Everybody's unavailable. Or uh, I keep attracting narcissists. Well, you got to stop. You have to stop dating long enough to figure out your pattern as to why you're doing that. Because at the end of the day, it's you that have, that has attracted them. And it's not just about... Um, it's not just about the attraction piece. A lot of you stay in these things and these dysfunctional, toxic relationships and or 
attract dysfunctional, toxic people. And it's one thing, and I hear some of you say, oh, well, I had a bad childhood or this happened to me. That's not enough. It's not enough to know where it came from, to possibly know where it came from. You need to dig in and realize where you're playing a role and where you're telling yourself a story and where you're making exceptions and where you're being codependent and where your patterns are showing up because it it's it's exhausting to me to listen to you guys talk about your patterns and blame it constantly on other people. Like, why do I keep attracting this kind of person? And, you know, why is this person attracted to me? Because you are not healthy. (laughs) Period. The end. I love you. But if this is happening to you, then you are not healthy. Uh, So uh, we have to be willing to look in the mirror. And I, I am watching today. I know the other day I forgot to watch your comments, by all means, you know, be, be, uh, be open to having a conference, just me talking to the camera today to you. And, uh, and I love your comments and I love your feedback. So, uh, but this is just the most important thing and why I want to make sure I spend enough time on it. Stop blaming other people for your lack of being able to find love. Stop blaming other people if you're attracting the wrong kind of relationships over and over again. You've got to stop the insanity. The attraction piece of it, that which you are seeking is also seeking you. There's that whole energy of that. And you've got to figure out why you're attracting that kind of person. Uh, Unavailable attracts unavailable. Hard thing for some of you, I know we've talked about this over the years, uh, people say that attract unavailable people, they'll say, well, I'm not, ava- I'm not unavailable, you know, I, I, I'm sh- I want a relationship, I want to be in a relationship, but if you're emotionally not ready, then you're emotionally unavailable. So if you are still, a- you think you've done the work, yet you're still attracting emotionally unavailable people then you need to go back and do some more work because it hasn't been, it hasn't been fixed yet. Let me tell you why, because you show up differently. You absolutely show up differently when you're ready and you're available and what you attract to you, it, it will blow your mind. And how do I know this? Because I've counseled for 30 years and I've watched people just through counseling with me, not even matchmaking, just counseling. I've watched people get out of counseling, get healthy, get lined up, and then all of a sudden the right people start showing up. So it's important that you do the work and that you do the right work. And just because you went to a therapist doesn't mean you got the help you needed. You may need to go to a different one. And I can't stress that enough. Uh, Therapy should be for you guys to learn more about yourself. A therapist or counselor should give you tools so that you are learning about yourself uh, and that you have a better understanding about what's happening. You should not just be going to a counselor to talk to somebody, right? Uh, So uh, there should be a yin and a yang and some feedback. Okay, I'm done beating that one. Okay, so the second thing, uh, the second rule is to be yourself. How, I mean, how common sense is this to just be yourself? Everybody wants to show up. Yes, we want to show up to impress. I get that. 
You know, that means impressing in your personality, impressing with your energy that you're there and you want to be there and you're ready for the date. Uh, and the other thing is looking. I mean, I want you to look like you prepared yourself. Um, you know, I just was talking to somebody that went on a date, first date Wednesday and, or maybe it was Thursday. And, uh, and he, she, she got women put a lot of energy into dates, guys, most women are, are, some of them go get their hair done, their makeup done sometimes beforehand if they're really excited. They'll put an hour and a half, two hours a time into doing their makeup and their hair and getting dressed and wearing the right outfit. And then they show up and the guys in jeans and a t-shirt. And, you know, it's like, it, and it's not like, okay, well, he looks, doesn't look bad, but what kind of energy did he put in and how excited is he to be there? And how much did he appreciate that opportunity to meet her? Um, and by the way, I hear that both ways. I, uh, I tend to hear that more from guys than I do girls. Uh, so, which is weird, but uh, you guys really pay attention to what women are wearing. And so you ladies that don't bother, you know, think you can just go all natural and, you know, um, messy hair don't care, what I've heard that little saying. Uh, it, they care, especially on a first meeting. First impressions are everything, and you may not get a second date from there. So to me, the advice I'm giving here is all about, um, the advice to me that I'm giving here is all about you guys uh, showing up and doing your best to be who you need to be for the date and, uh, and, and taking that extra step. Uh, so um, let's see here. Oh, part of this interview questions. Like there's some of you that show up with a bunch of questions. Like what was your favorite movie? Uh, what's your favorite date? What's your favorite food? What's your favorite restaurant? Nobody wants to go on an, an interview, like feel like they have a job interview in front of them. So it's super important that the, there's a dialogue that needs to happen. And I know some of you, uh, you go on these dates and I, I've heard, especially from ladies, that the ladies say, the guy didn't ask me any questions. He just talked about himself the whole time. And I know I've beat this one into the ground too, but, but guys, I know you're trying to impress her, but impress her by learning about her. Women want to talk about themselves. They want to feel like the conversation is two-way. That's what a connection is. It has to be a two-way connection. If one person's monopolizing the conversation, nothing's worse than leaving a conversation and you know everything about that person and they haven't bothered to find out any information about you. You don't... The best part of a relationship and an intimate relationship is being known, heard, and understood, right? If you left a first date and you feel like they don't know anything about me, they didn't even care to ask enough, you're not going to feel any connection with that person and want to go out on a second date. So don't try to impress. Go to learn about somebody, you know. Um, at, at best, hope that you leave with a new friend, you know. I should say at worst, you leave with a new friend. At best, you fall in love, right? Uh, so... Uh, super important, um, super important to have a dialogue. It should be a back and forth. 
Have you ever gotten into a conversation with somebody, you have something in common, and then there's this dialogue that goes back, this rapport that's just natural? That's what makes people feel connected to one another. So if you can find places where you connect with that other person like that, that's where you need to go and stay, right? Um, so Brent says, I let her talk, then say, tell me more. Well, good for you. Good for you. Mm. That's awesome. And I will say that some women will do that and, and everybody loves to talk about themselves. So, uh, the art of conversation is doing exactly as, you know, Brent said is listening, giving feedback and asking more questions. Um, so that's where connections happen. And it's super important that we do that. Um, and I also want to say, when you're asking questions, that you don't just want to ask, we don't want to talk about the weather, our pets, um, although I love talking about my pets, um, weather, our pets, uh, you know, what's happening in our lives, our jobs. You want to ask deep questions. You want to ask the tough questions because it's one thing to leave feeling a connection with somebody and then maybe get a second date. But if you, if there's deal breakers right up front, you know, or there's something you should, you know, you need to know that could change your mind about going out with somebody in the future, you should know about that up front. So first dates are for finding out about somebody's history. So who are they? What do they do? You know, what's important to them in life? They're what, what do they do for fun? What's their lifestyle and their values like? What do they believe in? What are they passionate about? Um, and then the next set of that is what's their history? Like, where do they come from? It's okay to ask their history. Okay. Um, ladies where men, where you're going to lose a guy on your history is if you go down a bunny trail or you're bitter. I hear that from a lot of guys that they go on dates with women that are super bitter about their divorce or their ex-husband or what they feel like they deserved in a divorce and didn't get. Uh, not first date conversation, not any date conversation. You know, you guys need to need to get healthy and uh, and and understand your role in, in your history and be able to say, you know, be able to talk about your history, even if it was bad, what did they do? But what, you know, why did that relationship break up? What was their role? And what was your role? That's what people are looking for. They want to know that you know how to do better next time, that it's not just pointing the finger at somebody else. Everybody notices that guys and girls notice that and guys are used to it because they're used to seeing it, uh, and hearing it. So, Okay, so um, super important. History, are you divorced? Um, if you're divorced, why are you divorced? Okay, it's perfectly fine to, to ask that question. Uh, kids, um, how do you parent? Do you have a good relationship with your ex? Those are like, those are big things, right? Those are the things that are going to make or break a relationship moving forward. If somebody's fighting with their ex all the time and they're at odds, you're in the middle. You're about to be in the middle. You need to make decisions whether that's what you want or not. Uh, so, you know, finding out about divorce if they've never been married. And I've said this before, if they're over the age of 40 and they've never been married, find out why. There's always a reason, whether it's 
they've worked too much. Um, they've devoted their, you know, they devoted time to their, uh, to their family or a sick family member, or they were traveling or whatever it was. Um, there's always a reason why, uh, sometimes that reason is that they were noncommittal. So, you know, super important to be able to discuss and hear and listen for what you need to hear, right? If a person is over the age of 45 or 50 and they've never been married, dig deep, you know, find out about their relationships. Have you had any long-term relationships? I'm giving you guys tips here. These are questions I ask. This, these are the questions that I would ask somebody, not that I'm going on a date with, but um, for matchmaking. Okay, so why haven't you been married? How many long-term relationships have you had? When was your last one? Why didn't they work out? Uh, you know, what happened at the end? Everybody should ask those, right? You don't, you, you're, just because I'm doing it as a matchmaker because I'm a little detached, you should be also. You're not marrying the person on a first date. You do need to know those things, though. Those things are super, super important. Okay. I always get in lecture mode, don't I? Sorry about that. Uh, always intense. So any any questions? Any questions, guys? Okay. Uh, number four or number three. Oh, number three. I was just going to skip over number three, which is a really, really important one. I talk about it all the time. I'm going to say it again. It is a basic, fundamental, this will, this will be a game changer for so many of you, especially women. And that's why it's one of these fundamental, simple rules of dating that everybody needs to know and follow. And that is stay out of your head. The reason I make people go on a date without talking on the phone or texting is because so much crap happens between when people are introduced to one another or find out about one another and they're going to, they know they're going to go on a date. So much can happen. The guy's not texting enough. Um, he said something inappropriate. He said he didn't say anything, um, appropriate uh, or inappropriate or appropriate. Um, that he doesn't sound excited about the date. you know, it's always from the he standpoint because it's you ladies that do this. You do you. And the, the worst part about this is you ruin it before you even get there. You, you ruin the excitement of the date before you get there because you've made decisions about how that guy feels, what's going through his head, how much he likes you, what he's doing in his personal life, how many women he's dated before you've even gone on a first date with him and know him. It's detrimental. It kills kills relationships. It kills the opportunity for a relationship. If guys, if a, if a woman doesn't think you've done everything right before a first date perfectly, um, she's sitting across from you judging you. Usually she's already got one foot out the door on that first date because you haven't done something to meet her standards or that she wanted you to do or say, and she's got one foot out the door. You ladies know what I'm talking about. You know exactly what I'm talking about because I've called uh, all of you out on it, or not all of you, but some of you out on it at times. You've got to get out of your head and not make assumptions about people. If you knew how many times I hear women say, you know what, I haven't heard from him all week or in three days, he must just be dating a lot of people. He's just not in that into me. How do you know that? You've never met him, right? 
if you knew how often I hear that one thing, just because a guy isn't communicating with you, isn't texting you like you want him to, or when he is texting you, he's not saying things with the excitement that you would like, or, or ladies, he hasn't asked you out in time. You know, he wants, he said, let's get together this weekend and it's Wednesday and he hasn't put a plan together. You ladies are through the roof on this. You're like, well, I'm not important enough. And he's probably dating other women and doesn't care. And he's not going to ask me out because he's trying to get the next best thing. And I'll be a backup plan. I mean, you see the bunny trail I'm going on. You all do this. Where do I get it from? From you. I don't do that. I don't do that. I'm lucky if I have time to think before I do something on a weekend before ahead of time. Don't overthink stuff, ladies. It only is it's only ruining your chances for having an effective date and sitting in front of somebody with no expectations and a clean slate because nobody wants to come in and sit down with you um, at, uh, across from a table or next to them or whatever, whatever uh, that situation is where they feel like they've already been judged or they're already having to dig themselves out of a hole that they should have never been in, right? Everybody's got a clean slate on a first date. So ladies, get out of your head. Here's the other place that you do it. Uh, and guys, you don't do this as much as usually you ladies and it kills connections. So you go out with them on Saturday and he, I hear this all the time. He says, text me when you get home. So you text him and say you're home and maybe he doesn't respond at all. Maybe it's just a little response. And then you don't hear from him for a couple of days. Oh my God, you went on one date with a guy. Were you expecting a marriage proposal the next day? I'm pausing because I want you guys to really ask yourself if this is you and if this is your, your pattern and your habit, because for many of you ladies, and I'd say over 80%, it is you because this is what you're doing. You have this expectation for these guys and you can't, you just don't let them be them. And everybody's different the way that they show up. I mean, I can't tell you the amount of times that a woman will tell me that a guy's not interested. They had a really good time, but he's not interested because I haven't heard from him in a couple of days. Let me tell you what's happening. I call him and talk to him. He's like, oh, we had a great time. We talked about getting together this weekend. Um, you know, I'm trying to put together some plans or I'm trying to find out when I'm free or my son's got a baseball game and I'm trying to figure out which night he has it so we can go out the other night. I mean, but he can't wait to see her again. You ladies are wrong 95% of the time on that connection uh, when you do that kind of stuff. So you just, you got to let go of that head thing that happens uh, when, when you, before you go on a date or after a date. Okay. Uh, let's see. Okay. So assumptions kill things before they start. I think I said that. Okay, so along those lines, I'm just going to roll into this one, but here's where I do that thing, is I kind of got some of these points in the last one, but that is expectations. Expectations will kill a relationship, and that goes for everybody. Um, guys, I think where you, and it's reasonable that you expect something physically when you meet a woman. You're expecting some kind of crazy chemistry or some crazy attraction a lot of times. And if that crazy attraction isn't there, 
you're disappointed. So you got to kind of let go of that because the best connections happen over time. I mean, it's nice if there's a little spark of some sort, even if it's an intellectual spark. It's nice if there's some kind of spark on a first date, but we have to get over this whole, you know, idea that we're going to fall in love on a first date and not that you guys do that. But, um, but this looks thing I was saying with you guys, I think where guys tend to get really disappointed ladies is, and again, I, you guys do it too, but you ladies do it more. All these filters on your pictures, nobody really knows what you look like. Um, and then you show up to a date and he's just, nothing's worse than disappointing a guy. I mean, he has this expectation for meeting this like model that he had, you know, saw on social media. And some of you ladies have years worth of you know, he could go back and look at a lot of pictures and you've got years worth of filtered pictures. Then all of a sudden he shows up to the date and he's like, she doesn't look anything, nothing, nothing like her pictures. That's the worst buzzkill ever for a date. I mean, it's very hard for a man to recover from that when he's expecting something physically. So ladies don't put something out there that's not true so that the guys aren't disappointed and guys don't put an expectation out there too for a woman to be perfect um you know you're Giselle doesn't live here in Dallas there's a lot of pretty girls but uh Giselle doesn't live here so every woman's going to be imperfect in their own way look for what's beautiful about somebody that goes for you ladies too now that's where we really really come in and say You've got to, if when, and my clients know this, when they leave a date, I want to know what went well. Don't tell me first what you didn't like, because that doesn't roll with me. I want to know what you liked. Tell me what you liked about them, because that's where I want your mind to go during a date is what do I like about this person? Even if they're not your person, even if you know a hundred percent in the first 10 minutes that this is not your person, what did you like about them? Find what's good about them. And we should be doing that with everybody in our life, not just our dates, but, uh, but find what's good about them. And the things that don't work, those things matter too. But having a realistic expectation for, uh, for imperfect people, which I know is one of my, uh, is one of my points. So I'm just going to, I'm going to hit it right here from a physical standpoint. Nobody's perfect. Nobody's going to say what you want them to say when you want them to say it. Nobody's going to do what you want them to do in the order that you want them to do it at the time, exact time you want them to do it. I can't again, tell you how many times people say, well, I would have done this. Well, that's you right? Somebody else is not you. Just because you would have responded this way or you would have, you know, taken the time out of a busy week to take two minutes for a response, that's you. It's not them. Okay. So it's really important that we not expect somebody to be us, to be perfect and to meet all of our expectations when it comes to a date or a relationship. Nobody's perfect, right? But we should be looking for the things that we like. Uh, so expecting them to be somebody they're not, to act a different way. Here's the other expectation. Expecting somebody to change, right? Who you meet is who you meet. And, you know, if, if somebody is unfinished business I or ladies, maybe like these guys that aren't completely together and you, or they'll say, you know what? 
I've never had a girl love me or a girl's never taken care of me before. I've never had that kind of relationship. And, but I'm not, I'm not looking right now. I'm not, you know, I'm not ready. I'm just kind of, you know, getting myself out there or whatever. You have to listen to what people say versus the expectations you have for what you think or wanted them to say. You have to listen to where somebody is and not think that, expect that your love or your kindness or your personality is going to change somebody because it's not. People are who they are. Expecting them to be anything other than that isn't fair to you or them. Uh, Mike, good to see you. Mike says, expectations ahead of time are becoming minimized due to pics not even being close to present day looks. Yikes. It's true. I know. I don't, I, I, not exactly sure what people are using, but it's putting makeup on them, giving them lips they don't have. <laughs> I don't know what, maybe even teeth they don't have. I don't know. Uh, so, so, uh, so that's, that's just not fair. You don't want you ladies, you don't want a guy to do that to you. Don't do it to them. Right. Uh, I know I go on, I go on little tirades on that. Grace says, I've never used filters. Keep not using filters, Grace. You know, um, I am a fan of lighting. Uh, as my producer, Chris knows, I'm a big fan of lighting. And, um, and that's okay to change the lighting on your photos because it does make a difference with shadows and stuff. That's okay. Just don't filter your picture so your face isn't what it really looks like. Because nothing's worse. I've, I've actually heard these stories from people. It's just absolutely awful. I mean, I think you guys have permission. I'm all about extending people grace and loving and being kind. But if somebody filters their pictures that much and you show up to a date, guys, and she's not anything like her pictures, you committed to a date with somebody who you thought looked like that and they bait and switch, they bait, it was bait and switch, right? They bait and switched you. I would a hundred percent be okay with somebody saying, you know what? You presented yourself as somebody you weren't. And you know, I don't want to, I don't want to continue with somebody who, who isn't authentic because authenticity is the key to finding love in a relationship. And if somebody can't be upfront about what they look like or what's on their profile or their age, I mean, guys, you lie about your height all the time and then they show up and then you're five inches shorter. Don't do that. It's not authentic and it's not fair because you're presenting yourself as you're not. And that's, that's an okay reason to lovingly leave. And if I think if people had people do that, and didn't just sit politely with them and resent the fact that they didn't present themselves correctly, maybe they would change their evil ways. Okay. Um, so number five is, uh, don't date unless you're healthy and ready to do so. Uh, showing up, and I say this all the time, showing up to the right guy or girl at the wrong time is detrimental. You know, uh, I know uh, as a matchmaker, I introductions to the right people are everything. And if you flub that up because you've walked into something, you've met the right guy or a great guy, or you've met the right girl, perfect woman, and you aren't ready emotionally or physically for that relationship, you've lost your opportunity because a lot of times people don't want to go backwards uh, with that. They don't want to give a, you know, a second chance if somebody's, 
you know, um, not presented themselves as they should or not been not been ready. So it's really important that you are emotionally, mentally and physically ready for a relationship before you show up. Hi, Tiffany. Uh, Tiff, we were just talking about you. Tiffany says, Hi, Jen. I just love this. Uh, remember my story about filters. Expectation when someone shows you uh, who they are, believe them. Actions, be real. Um, I am not, oh yeah, somebody put a filter on her photo. I was like, I don't remember the photo story. Somebody filtered her photo and she was freaking out about it because she said it didn't look like her. Although it really didn't look, it did look enough like you. But somebody else filtered her photo. Like, who does that? Um, leave people's photos alone. They may not want to be filtered. So, uh, yeah, I do see that. These women that do these filtered photos, it's like they have some software that does everybody's face. You know what's funny, though? It's funny when they do that, and then they filter their kid's face. Like, their children, you can tell, are all blurred, too. And it's like, who does this? Anyway, okay. Um, I went on a rampage. Sorry. Okay. I'm back. Um, but yes, we do not want to use those filters. Don't try to fit a square peg into a round hole. Not everybody is for us. Um, I say this all, all the time. There's a 2% of the people are actually for you. By the time you get older and you've whittled away your, your likes, your dislikes, your beliefs, your lifestyle, your hobbies, your passions, how you like to go through your day, the things you like to like in a relationship, your love language, your attachment styles, all these things come into place. It's such a small percentage of people that are actually for you. That includes everybody, every single person. You all have baggage of sorts. And it doesn't have to be bad baggage. It's just baggage. It's just things, who you are gets heavier and heavier and bigger and bigger, uh, the older you get. And so, you know, you, you have to understand that, you know, we're, our job is not to find somebody who's great or pretty or nice, and then just try to like them or try to become attracted to them when you're not attracted to them after you've given it, you know, a few dates, you should definitely give attraction and chemistry time. Um, but what you don't want to do is, is try to, f to fit people into your world that don't belong there. Know who you are, know what you want, know what you need, know what makes you tick, know what makes you happy in a relationship, know what your deal breakers are, and then watch and listen for them when you meet somebody. It's super, super, super easy. Uh, so if you're clear on that, you're not going to try to fit people in that don't belong. The worst thing I hear from people is like, I'll say, oh, well, how was your date? Oh, well, I don't know. He was okay. You know, I liked a couple things about him. We'll just have to see. It's like this big, broad, you know, this big, broad, I have no idea what I'm looking for kind of thing. And even better yet, when I ask people what they want, and they'll give me the top 10, the, the, their top 10 list, but it's the whole list that they have. I want somebody nice, kind, somebody that wants a relationship, um, that, uh, you know, is, is, you know, kind to other people is fun. He's interesting. Uh, she's smart. Uh, she's got a good figure. I mean, you've just, you've just named, you know, 90% of the population or 85% of the population. What differentiates someone for you? 
that's really important that you know that. And so many of you don't and haven't taken the time to figure that out. And you have to know. I'm going to tell you something that, and I'm not sure how much you can do on your own without some kind of counselor or help, but this is super important. The key to making everything work is to find the pieces that fit, to know what your weaknesses and your strengths are, and to find somebody that that meets those. So for example, if you know that you're a person because your family grew up really close and you know that your love language is quality time and somebody that wants to spend time with you and that works hard to, to, to get into your life and to, you know, to do those kind of things um, as far as scheduling with you and spending time with you um, and taking the time for a conversation and getting to know you and, and really digging in there. Those are the things that make you tick. Those are the things that you really need to be focusing your energy on is who am I and what do I need from somebody? You know, what what makes me come alive? And what are the things that in even from a standpoint from counseling, I can look and say, well, what did this person not get? You know, if it's a woman or man that didn't have nurturing from their mom or their dad, you know, that nurturing is going to be something that you're going to want to look for in a relationship. Because at the end of the day, no matter how much counseling you've done, it was still a deficit, right? It was still a deficit. So somebody that comes in that gives you those things, is going to feel good. It's going to feel natural. It's going to feel like love. Um, it's also where people go wrong because they find somebody with those things and they, if you're not healed healthy and have a, a good view on it, you're going to go for that person just for those reasons because you haven't healed. But knowing that, hey, I had this wound from childhood, I've done the work, but it does feel good to have somebody who's there for me because I didn't have that. And I think, and it's very healing when you get in an adult relationship what you didn't get in a childhood relationship. It's very healing. Uh, I tell people all the time that have anxious attached, uh, the anxious attached style, that if you, you get with somebody that's secure attached and they feed you, um, security that you can become secure attached. You can you can completely get rid of that anxious attached. I mean, that's something that may have been with you for a lifetime. It can go away with the right person feeding you the right things. Um, so that's super important. Uh, so um, so remember that there's complication. Everything we're all complicated beings. Knowing yourself, knowing what you don't like, what makes you tick where your strengths are, where your weaknesses are, where your deficits are, where somebody where somebody could really heal and fill your soul in a relationship. Not that it's their job, but it helps, right? Even if you've done the work, it helps to have that person who gives what you didn't get. Uh, so super important to remember that. But don't try to make somebody who they're not or don't try to expect somebody to change to be who you want them to be because they've got nine out of 10 things, but yet there's this one major glaring thing. Um, maybe they have everything you like, but they don't, they're not ready for a relationship. 
it's typically something that happens a lot yet you think that okay we've got all these other things in common there's a lot of you know a lot of good happening here i can change their mind my love ooh my love will change them i like to hit this microphone I hope I'm not messing things up, Chris. Um, if there's loud noises, every time I hit my mic, I apologize. Okay. You know that noise that goes, you know, like when these singers hit their mic? Um, okay. So uh, let go of superficiality. Very important. Very, very. This is a major flub up. It is. It is where so many people go wrong. And I blame dating apps for doing it. I mean, they're the ones that really fed this, uh, really fed this beast. Love, love is a lot more than just what somebody looks like. Yet you look at these people on their dating apps and I swear I've watched you guys swipe. You're swiping so fast. I don't even know how you see somebody's face, much less if there's anything written on there, which I don't know that there really is and that anybody really cares. It's usually a face and a name, but Quit being so superficial. Love happens in all ways, shapes, and forms, right? Um, I hear so many people, like women or men, will say, well, you know, I really have to have somebody that is, you know, I'm attracted to first. You're lo you, you are losing out on 95% of the best matches for you, possibly, right? Because number one, that person might not even look like their picture, right? And, and I say that, number one, filters. But number two, do you know the amount of people that take crappy pictures? I do. Most of you. Most of you don't have amazing pictures up. And some of the best people don't have amazing pictures up. How do I know? Because I always do them in matchmaking. Because I always tell every my clients, like, it's so important that you have a good picture that represents who you are and um, and – so somebody else, you know, can be actually connected with that, with you. Uh, but, but it's not the all, it's not the end all. Everybody's met the attractive person with the ugly soul, right? Attraction, the physical part of somebody is, is not as important as who they are inside. It's not outside in, outside in, it's inside out. How many of you have been attracted to somebody that you didn't even see coming because you were attracted to who they were as a person or you had so much in common with them or you finished each other's sentences weirdly because you were so alike, right? And then all of a sudden this connection happens. Those are the best kind of connections and most of you are missing out on 90% or more of the best connections because you're going on the physical only. And you guys are way more guilty of that than women. I, I, the women I talk to are a lot more open to dating shorter guys, guys that aren't as attractive, guys that may have a few extra pounds on, guys that have no hair. I mean, things that maybe they wouldn't be open to or wouldn't have liked before. All right. It's women just keep more of an open mind where you guys, it's all about the physical. Well, I got to be attracted to her. Well, if you don't meet her, how do you know if you're going to be attracted to her? Right. And for you people that don't have decent pictures, get some made, find a friend, find a photographer. I know some, I'd be happy to, to, to let you know and give you some, uh, some recommendations, but you got to get some good pictures. Okay. I realize I'm running out of time, so I better stop beating that horse too. Okay. So, so stop looking 
outside in. It's about the person. It's about commonalities, lifestyle, things that you love to do together, passions that you share. That's what builds a connection. I hear it every day. Like this is not the kind of person I would normally be attracted to. This is not somebody I've ever been attracted to before, but it works. These are the people that are married and have great marriages and are best friends because of all those commonalities. That's what's most important. Uh, so superficiality, um, guys be guys, girls be girls. Um, that just means keep the feminine feminine, the masculine masculine. So we want to make sure that we are showing up to the date that way. I am just, I am just running out of time here. Okay. Um, let things evolve naturally, not on your timeline. Those of you that want to be married, those of you women that want to have kids, give it time. Don't go on a first date. The first date is not about whether you're going to marry that person you see with yourself with that person long term is do I like that person and can we be friends, right? That's a first date. Um, attraction even off the table. It'd be great if there was attraction or a little bit of chemistry, but off the table, do you like that person, right? It's not about destination. Great if you want to get married. Great if you want to have kids, unless that person told you they don't want to have kids and you do. I don't know why you'd be on a date with them to begin with if you had this major glaring difference. Um, that's why we find things out before we go out them. Uh, Randy says, hey, Randy. Um, Randy's got the cutest little gray kitty um, that likes to be massaged with those, those little electric massagers. I don't know. Mine would run. How vulnerable do you need to make yourself in the first couple of dates? Thank you. God, what a great question. Um, when it comes to the past issues and what point do you say, I've got something I need to tell you? <laughs> nobody hears. Nobody likes to hear I've got something I want to tell you. Um, but how vulnerable you do you need to be as vulnerable as you can be. I mean, vulnerability breeds connection. I know so many people that want to hide themselves and want to hide who they are and, and where they've been and things that they've been through. Don't do that. Everybody's got a history. I always say, you don't want mine and I don't want yours, right? But everybody's got one. How lovingly and gracefully and healthily, making it up, that word, um, can we share that? with somebody so that we're telling our story, we're being vulnerable, but not giving too much. And um, I hope that I've got something I need to tell you thing. Um, I don't know, that scares me. <laughs> um, that scares me. So what, whatever that may be, uh, hopefully within the first three dates. Uh, okay, so communicate, speak your mind, um, communicate. If you've got a question, this is so important. I can't not say this. If you've got a question, if you want to know why a guy said something, what this means, why he did a certain thing, why he texts you something and you don't know what it means, ask them. Don't ask your girlfriends. Don't ask, do not ask your guy friends. If, and it's usually girls doing that. But girls, don't ask your friends what somebody else might mean or what something might think or how to interpret something from somebody else. If you're not sure how somebody feels, if you're not sure what somebody said, if you're not sure how to interpret what somebody said, ask them. It's perfectly okay to say, what did you mean by that? Or you said this on Friday night. I, could you expound on that and tell me a little bit more? I've been thinking about that and I'm a little confused. It's totally fine. Do not go to your girlfriends. Do not go anywhere else. Don't Google it. You know, just it's very important that you go to the source. Do not be afraid to communicate. And we talked about chemistries, chemistry. Um, this is my last point. 
um, quit with the whole butterfly thing. Oh, I didn't feel anything. And you know, this thing that people on a first date think that they need to feel love, love is magical, but it doesn't hit like that. It's when you're 10 or you're five, maybe is about little butterflies and being nervous and whatever. If somebody makes you nervous and gives you butterflies in your stomach, it's probably not the right person. Um, or if they're because of how they look gives you butterflies, you're not in a healthy enough place to be able to date somebody like that because you're not seeing them realistically. You're seeing the physical and you can't, your stomach and brain can't get past the physical part enough to see who the person is and who their essence is. And so you're not ready. So it is super important that you not, you not depend on that butterfly or feeling like, you know, I just didn't feel anything. I hope you're not feeling all kinds of stuff after a first date. Give it some time. Give relationships and friendships and all of that time to develop. Okay. So super important. Um, super, super important. Okay. So I have, uh, I have a guest that is, um, coming in the studio and, uh, you guys know her. I wanted to just give her a few minutes. Um, we had talked about the singles trip. Uh, it's, it's kind of Valentine's day, little matchmaking trip that we're going to do in February. We just planned it for then. I mean, honestly, I'm gonna tell you why we planned it for February because I'm too busy in October, November. And then obviously we've got Christmas, December and all of that. Um, January's always crazy. And February football season's over, college football's over, uh, Super Bowl hasn't happened yet, so we're kind of in between football, we're football girls, so in between all the football stuff is, is when we, um, we planned this, so, um, so if you guys, uh, want to come and spend some time with some quality people and have some fun and get a trip, we're going to do some coaching and do little, you know, go to dinners together. You'd be amazed how people connect on these trips. It's awesome. Um, I hope you guys can join us. We're going whether you are going or not. And I know you guys are procrastinators. I told this to Karen last night. I've done seminars and stuff for years. People like to wait until the very last day. Oh, can I still sign up? Um, you can, but you're going to pay three times the amount sometimes to do it. And sometimes you just can't because you're because they're full. So I think number one, this hotel is going to fill up. And definitely number two, by mid-October-ish, I think, um, the prices are going away. So if you still want to sign up after October, that's fine. But if there's rooms available, you're going to pay a hell of a lot more. She got you a great discount say yes. Okay. Um, so hi, Karen. How are you? Great to see you. you. Yeah, good. Okay. So, um, uh, oh, Ron, you should come on the trip. You're so much fun. Um, I'll put up with all your Alabama stuff too. Um, okay. So, uh, as long as we are not like roll tidying every day. Um, <laughs> okay. So, uh, Karen, I said, Karen, give me another trip because she does these trips, these amazing trips all the time. And I saw these trips on her Facebook for Italy and there were these amazing pictures. So, uh, so he's got them up. Chris has got them up. What is that one, Karen? Uh, that's actually Florence. Oh. And that was from a hotel room. So it was beautiful, amazing. I would live there tomorrow. Mm. Uh, just a fabulous place to spend a day or two. Um, you know what? It, it, that, that is incredible. That is emerald green water. Yeah, that is just beautiful. unbelievable. And I know different parts of Italy, because my parents go there all the time, the water is different colors. Um, Italy's so incredibly beautiful. Um, which coast is it that is so unbelievable? 
out there. Uh, the side of the Amalfi Coast. Yeah, that's so that it. Yep. Yeah. Do we have a picture of that? Yep, we sure do. Okay. And, Where uh, are we? What is this one? Okay, that one is Sardinia. So that's a little bit different. But the ones we just passed um, were from the Amalfi Coast. So one was from Cinque Terre, which is up past Florence, more north. And then Amalfi Coast right there, down, all the way down south. Oh my God, those yeah, really pretty. That's where my parents went, and I got the, the water's crystal blue. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's so incredibly beautiful. How, but people actually book trips in advance with you. They do. Yeah. <laughs> Usually, unlike we, we, matchmaking we, trips. Unlike matchmaking trips, uh, although I have spoken to four people today who okay. um, have asked me to help them. So if you guys are having a hard time doing it yourself, please reach out. I'm okay. there for that. Okay. But um, when we do Italy, we want to do at least uh, four to six months out. Um, you know, give yourself a good seven to 10 days uh-huh. to get there, go visit, you know, you're going out there, sleep, you might as well catch up on sleep, sleep. Um, yeah. plan to drink a lot of wine, uh, eat a lot of food and um, just enjoy yourself and relax. And my typical trip is I fly you there, I get you there. You don't have to worry about a thing once you get there, except where you want to eat and where you, when you're going to sleep. Brent said, I sail to the Amalfi Coast. It's beautiful. It's How beautiful. amazing, amazing. If I could get past the 13-hour plane ride, I would be there every weekend. <sighs> but, uh, but yeah, so, um, but I um, I love that you put it all together. Yeah. Because, like, where do you go? If you're going to Greece, you're going to Italy, you're going somewhere like that, a lot of people need that guidance as to where do I go, what transportation do I take? Because when you're in a foreign country and you don't speak the language – it becomes very difficult to get from place to place and find transportation and all that stuff. So you set all that stuff up too, which is so great. Yeah, all of it. Which is so great. Uh, okay. Well, uh, thank you for that. Where can people find you? So uh, Usually just on Facebook. You know, reach out through there. That's the only advertising I do. I only work off referrals. So okay. reach out in. Okay. So I'm going to put her, uh, the link to her in the, in the comments here in case anybody is, um, in case anybody's interested. But I have to tell you guys, love to see you on this trip. We have so much fun on these matchmaking trips. And I have seen so many friendships develop between uh, guys and other guys, which is great. Girl, you know, women, females together, they're all friends afterwards. And so many love relationships happen on these two. Uh, it's just, we, the, the things that we do together breed so much connection and vulnerability and, and fun and getting to know a real person. And that's what it's all about. So those of you that are complaining about finding a place, you know, to go where you can actually meet people, I'm giving you one. Get your buns scheduled Why it's still cheap. Okay. All right. I love you guys. Um, I will see you in two weeks. So beginning of October, uh, stay blessed. Have a great weekend and go dogs. This is Jennifer. Thanks for listening today. And please subscribe to the podcast. Each show, we're going to have new topics and information. If you'd like to find out more about coaching or matchmaking, please go to my website at lovegen.com or you can find me on my Facebook page, my personal page at Jennifer Styers.